everybody. Welcome back to the Gospels Podcast. This is brought to you by Narrow Gate Ministries. If you want to check us out, feel free to check out the description below and to check out the Facebook group where awesome things are happening. So we are going to continue in the Gospels. We're going to be in Luke chapter 3, and then we're going to go ahead and continue from there and keep talking about the book of Luke. But I wanted to start with this, and it's Luke chapter 3, and it's verse 21. When all the people were baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And he was praying, heaven was open, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, in whom I love. With you I am well pleased. So we're going to talk about this for a little bit and just kind of dissect it and look into it. So this is the baptism of Jesus. I often wondered why um, why Jesus needed to be baptized for the remission of sins. Uh, we know that he was perfect and sinless and spotless. But uh, it seemed like for a testimony uh, to other people, he decided to do this. In one location, it said um, that he desired to fulfill all righteousness. So whatever it was, Jesus kept the um, the commandments, the laws, 100%. He was sinless and he was perfect. So here he is uh, down at the river getting baptized by John. And one of the key things here is that Jesus was praying. It came to pass that when he was baptized and praying, what is really neat about that is that he was communication with his father. And so what does it really mean to pray? When you break down this word, it uh, it has a lot of different meanings, but I'll give you the six most common meanings when it says that Jesus was praying. He was asking, he was proposing, he was requesting, he was seeking, he was imploring, and he was craving. So the two that I want to focus on the most is, is seeking and craving, because here's where we kind of fall short, is that we know that whoever seeks, find, whoever asks, receives, Right. But the problem is actually the seeking, the making the request, the searching. So there's many things that in life that just don't fall into your lap. They require something on our part. So just like he said, if you knock, the door will be open to you. God's part is the opening of the door. Our part is the knocking. What what happened is what is happening today is there's not a lot of people knocking. There's not a lot of people requesting. And so we wonder why we're not getting the results that we want when it's in direct correlation to us seeking it out. And so there's a mentality that says, you know, I'm just going to wait for things to fall in my lap, right? I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to do my thing. And I'm going to get my miracle one day. I'm going to get a miracle phone call. I'm going to get a a miracle check in the mail. 
And what is crazy about this is that it is false hope because we don't have the right to expect if we are not stepping up and taking responsibility and operating in real and powerful faith because that's what real seeking is. And so we sit around and wait for God to do his part, not understanding that we're not doing our part. He told us to knock. He told us to seek. He told us to ask. And so we have to do our part. Another key word in there is craving. And that is to have a a longing, a passionate desire for something. The actual translation is an attempt or desire to attain or achieve something, a craving. You see, I once heard this story about a guru that had a follower, and he said to his guru, he says, I want wisdom. I want wisdom. Give me wisdom, right? And every day he would say to his guru, I want wisdom. Give me wisdom. And of course, the guru never responded to the man. So the man kept uh, seeking and asking for wisdom. And then finally, the guru found this bucket of water and he shoved his face in there and he held him underwater. Uh, until he can barely breathe, right? Until he thought he was about to die. And then he pulls him out and the guy grasps for breath and he's like, he lets out this groan, right? He's like, why did you do that for? And the guru replies, when you want wisdom, like you want air, you'll get it. And I know this is probably a fictitious story uh, that probably never happened But here's the moral of the story. When we want something bad enough, when we are seeking something bad enough, when we are craving at the core of our being something positive and something good, we will obtain it. This is why the Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to us. But the first thing is, is the seeking and the craving. How badly do you want it? That's the question. Whatever the things that, uh, of God that you want, you're, you're desiring and seeking after righteousness, uh, overcome an addiction that is, that is tearing you up. How bad do you want it? Or how about the purpose and the destiny that you are called to in this great future and legacy that you can create? My question is, how bad do you want it? How bad do you really want it? Because here's the facts. If the desire ain't strong enough, if the why ain't strong enough, if you're not seeking, if you're not craving, then it's not going to happen. Because you don't want them bad enough. And here's what begins to happen is other things begin to come into our lives and they take the place of that. And all of a sudden we get sidetracked. Why? Because we're not craving. We don't want it bad enough. 
How bad do we want the presence of God in our lives and manifesting in our business? That is our, our family, our fitness, our faith, and our finances. How bad do we want the presence of God operating? How bad do we want his grace in all of those areas of our life? How bad do we really want to grow and expand and become everything that God has created us to be? How bad do we want it? So, moving on. So, Jesus prayed. And then it says that the heavens were opened. Once again, we are in Luke chapter 3, verse 21. When all the people were baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And he was praying. Heaven was opened. I love this thought and this idea of an open heaven. But the heavens being open and and having this exchange only comes when we're willing to first be baptized. Now, I'm not talking about a ceremony. I'm talking about the actual truth that was meant from baptism, and that is the burying of the old man and the resurrection of the new man. That the old man goes down and the new man comes up. It is symbolic of the death of the old nature and the growth and the expansion of the new nature. Once we begin to grasp that, once we begin to crave and desire God's righteousness, heavens begin to open up to us. And that is where we have free access to God. Heaven is open. What is heaven? Heaven is the place where God dwells. Both in reality and both metaphorically. You see, what we're supposed to do is to bring heaven on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so our homes, our lives, our hearts are supposed to resemble heaven. And what's happening is that that people don't understand that, so they're not standing in their authority. And so they have all these areas of their life that are messed up, that are nowhere close to heaven, that their relationships are nowhere close to heaven, their intimacy, their connection with God. Nothing is close to heaven is because they are not standing up and rising in their authority and saying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth that is in my house and in my heart and in my life, just like it is in heaven. And nothing's going to really change until we rise up and take our authority. There's so many men and women that have been stripped of their authority. And one of the biggest things that strips our authority is the idea that it's on, it's God's part. You see, God tells us to speak to the storm. He tells us to pray. 
and to seek and to crave to have heaven on earth. Like, nah, 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 nah. I'm not willing to accept that. Mm. Then I don't know what to tell you because I'm not giving you my opinion. The heavens were open. What is that saying to us? It's saying there is a passageway into the abundant life. And it's through Jesus Christ. That there is a passageway to ultimate fulfillment. And it's through Jesus Christ. You see, for forever, men knew that heaven was closed. If you research it before the New Testament, there seems to be some sort of middle place that was between heaven. The Bible talks about it being called Abraham's bosom. And that there was some sort of middle place that heaven was shut. And that access was denied. After the resurrection of Jesus, that place was opened. And it gave access of those people into heaven. What does that mean for us? It means that heaven is opened. Now, I know sometimes when we pray, it feels like our prayers don't even hit the ceiling. They go up and then stop. We're under the idea that heaven is closed to us. That God is not available to us. And we got this old time religion that says that God is so far away, a million miles away, and He's and we don't have access to Him. Open heaven is also symbolic that the power has been released. There's nothing stopping you from accomplishing great things because heaven is open and the power is released. You want to do great things. You want to have a, a awesome life in every single area of your life. You want to rock it. The power is released. You want to fulfill your calling with God and walk in your destiny. You could do that also because the power is released. You want to have an awesome marriage that is dynamic. The power is released. Anything that you can find in the gospel can be a reality because of the simple fact that heavens are open and the power is now released. Now, we can't boast that this power comes from us. This is the power that comes from God only. But it is released, and heavens are open. Man, we've been walking around and living life like heavens are closed. We live weak lives, right? Filled with addiction, filled with doubts. We let fear and nagging thoughts control our hearts in our minds, and we're walking around acting like heaven is not open. We're acting like the power has not been released. What's going on is that we haven't utilized the power. We haven't taken our authority. We haven't understand our responsibility as disciples of Christ, and therefore our lives 
remain weak. Heavens opens means eternity can be viewed. God can be seen. He can be understood. And the gospel has been unlocked. When something is open that is allowing somebody access, it is allowing somebody passage through. It means that it's not closed and it's not blocked up. We're still walking around like heaven is closed, like the power ain't released. You know, when something is closed, we know it, right? When you go into a shop, a store, they post a sign on the door, meaning this place is not available for your services. We somehow think heaven is the same way, that it's got a closed sign posted on the door and that it's not available for our services. We believe that it's not communicating. This is the closed door mindset that says heaven is not open, therefore the door is closed. That means God is not speaking. What is crazy is this, is that God speaks every single day. The question we got to ask ourselves is, are we listening to what he is communicating? He communicates through the Bible. He communicates through people. Mostly, he communicates to me through my wife. <laughs> he communicates to you through brothers and sisters in Christ. He can communicate something to you on Facebook. God is ever communicating, but if we believe that the heavens are closed, then we are not accessing what he is saying. And then we are not responding to what he is saying because we're not hearing. We somehow believe God's heaven business is non-operational right now. That somehow he's on sabbatical or something. He somehow took a vacation and he's not available. Like he's got a sign posted on the door. Be back in February. <laughs> we somehow believe that God is not influencing people right now. And that he's not influencing others to accomplish great things in this world. We somehow believe that he's not open and he's not available. So why are we acting like the heavens are closed? When access has been given, God has opened the door to where he dwells. And actually, he has decided to come and make heaven his abode inside of our heart. And that means we have open passageway to his presence because his presence is there with us. His gospel and his power has been unlocked. All the resources of heaven are at our disposal. So I ask you, are all things possible to him that believes? Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. And so what we need to understand is the mindset of open heaven and that we are to bring heaven upon the earth. That's why he manifested inside of our heart to accomplish great things in this world. So ask yourself this, 
Where in your life, that is your family, your fitness, your faith, and your finances, are you limiting yourself because you don't believe in an open heaven? That you don't believe that you have the power to accomplish great things in those areas of your life? Look at those right now and ask yourself, are you willing to believe the truth about open heaven and about the power being delivered to you to live the abundant life. And I will see you soon. Peace.